and welcome to the After Hour Sessions podcast. I'm D-Rock, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Mr. Hans Vanderkill. Hans, what's going on? Happy New Year! That's right, Happy New Year, buddy. How's it going? Happy New Year in a pandemic. It's it's uh, it's a weird New Year, but it's it's going it's going well. So yeah, um, I guess it's not that weird. I don't really go out on New Year's very much. Me neither. Um, I just tend to stay in. So I guess that was par for the course. But it was just weird that I you know that that was the only choice this year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the smart I wasn't, choice. I wasn't welshing on on like some some cool parties. So, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, no, happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to all our listeners, and of course, to bring in our first episode of 2021 on the After Hour Sessions podcast, we brought back one of you couldn't ask for a better guest to come back on. She is awesome. Has so much fun. The last time she came on that, it was like, man, I can't wait to get her back on to talk. And boom, she's on. So don't say I don't do anything for you guys listening out there. (laughs) Don't say I don't do anything because I try. We got, we couldn't ask for a better guest. The one and only Katarina, the Dom Cat Pierce. Thank you so much for joining us again. And happy new year to you. Happy new year. Thank you for having me. You knew we had to. After that last interview, it's like... (laughs) We had to run this back again, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be the one kicking off the new year. Absolutely, absolutely. And we can just jump right into it, you know, because it's coming up this weekend, January 9th and 10th, the Sex Worker Survival Guide, you know, only on Pornhub, an important two-day conference. And I know we you mentioned it last time when you were on the show, and if anyone follows you on Twitter or Instagram has seen that you've been really talking about this really important and necessary conference. So I guess like wanting to start from the beginning of how you got involved with this. Um, so basically, um, it started where, so, um, I, I am not new to sex work. Um, you know, and I'm not someone who is really afraid to speak up or anything like that. But, you know, and I, and I think I've mentioned this before, you know, when you're doing, um, when you're on a fetish shoot, um, it, it could be something as, as simple as you and some dude in his garage in New Jersey. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. there's no craft services. There's no hair and makeup. <laughs> like it's just you, like you're advocating for yourself. And if you don't advocate for yourself, no one's there for you, um, you know, and, and not to say that, like, that person is not go- is going to take advantage of you necessarily, because there are people who who are really great in this industry. And there are people who aren't really great in this industry. And there are people who, you know, don't realize that they're that they're overstepping your boundaries. But but the, the point is, isn't that, you know, there was one person or a specific person that that overstepped my boundaries. But I found that there were times where I came back later and I was like, wait a minute, that I, you know, I'm uncomfortable. Or there was a time where, you know, I, I realized later, um, you know, I was like, it took me two months to process that. I was like, oh wait, no, that was a hard limit for me. I can't, I can't do that. No, that was a thing, you know? And I started to sort of create these boundaries for myself for when I get onto a fetish set. Um, and I wanted to share this information with people. Um, and then I was looking around and I was like, well, wait a minute. I was like, you know, I was a sex, a sex writer before this. I was a journalist. Um, you know, I had ties to the community. 
I'm a white cis dominatrix. I have privilege upon privilege upon privilege. So I'm lucky that like the amount of harm that I've sustained making mistakes on the job um, really has been minimal. Um, you know, when you have, you know, other sex workers or in other types of sex work where they don't have the privilege and they don't have the buffers that I have, the, the risk of death, injury, and arrest is just, you know, it's astronomical. It's, it's, you don't have the same, the same privilege of, of walking away unscathed when you learn on the job that I do or that I did, you know, you don't have the luck and the privilege that I did. Right. Um, and like, I guess like a lot of people like talk so about it. That I don't know. And even like, like my What's that? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I, I couldn't hear you there for a second. And, and yeah, I guess oh, okay. like a lot of people sort of talk about behind the scenes, but this is the first time I've seen it like really kind of collected in a, you know, I mean, I'm looking at sort of like the schedule that that was sent out and this looks like, a, you know, a full real deal convention. And like, I'm kind almost kind of surprised this hasn't been sort of done yet considering there, there are so many people who already kind of try to pull the pool their resources and um so this looks like this looks like something that maybe should have happened a long time ago and so i'm i'm kind of excited to see you bringing it forward you know um well you know what it is too is it there are so many things like 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 we were talking about when when tiana and and lola jean and i were, were talking you know getting this together we were like what else do we not know you know what we don't know bitcoin and, and we all know with you know digital wallets and all this kind of stuff and now especially gosh with you know Pornhub and and instagram and fosta sesta and all this stuff and and the banks deciding what we get to sell on clips for sale you know all this kind of stuff happening and, and right now it really is coming to a head um you know what what can we do you know, not just like, let's bitch about it, but what can we actually do about it? Um, what are our options? Um, and and finding these resources, these sex work friendly resources, lawyers, hackers, um, you know, just people who, who aren't even, you know, who are sex workers, who aren't sex workers, finding these resources, tying them together um, in a way that, that maybe we, we haven't been able to do that before or um maybe it was it was one thing that oh one thing that annoyed the shit out of me <laughs> was that a lot of this information was either difficult to find or it was gate kept behind money you right. had to pay money to like these ridiculous ticket fees to get this information and it's like this is okay like i get making your money i get it i'm a sex worker i'm broke I, it's a pandemic. I need to make my money too. Like, I get it. I get it. But this is life-saving information. Like, like we need to have this information. Like, day one, sex workers need to have this information. Um, you know? So, so it's kind of... Plus, too, you know, you have people coming up to you, especially, like, as a dominatrix. You have people being like, I want to be a dominatrix. And it's like, okay. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so... Like now I kind of have like this link I can send people to and be like, here, go here and then talk to me. <laughs> you know? It's uh, it's more work than you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> right? Everyone's like, I'm just going to.
to start an OnlyFans. It's like, okay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about some of the fun stuff <laughs> that I don't yeah, put on Twitter. You're just gonna sell, right? You think you're just going to sell pictures of your feet? Good luck. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. You're just going to advertise on Facebook and nothing's going to happen to you? All right, guess what? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Get ready for digital yeah, lockdown in the world. <laughs> right? It was really like, it really just started of like, what do I not know? And what, what, you know, and then, and then talking to people and being like, what else do we not know? And then especially, um, you know, this year with, with the protests and, mm-hmm. and porn SEO and tokenism and, and, you know, things that people look up, you know, interracial, interracial porn is always just um, a black dude with a white woman. Yep. Like that is so steeped in in racist history. It's ridiculous. Jet setting Jasmine, she she did an interracial porn, and I think she put like her a black woman with like an Asian man or something because she was like, "Fuck that, that's interracial too." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because you know, like, but like, Ed, like I don't, um, I don't market myself as you know white dominatrix. Why should someone have to market themselves as ebony? Or Asian, you know, why does that, or why, if there are two Asian people in a porn, why all of a sudden now is it an Asian porn? Why can't it just be a porn? So we're going to talk a lot about anti-racism in sex work. We have panels on that. We have panels on tokenism and SEO in porn. Um, We partnered with BIPOC Collective, which was founded by Cinnamon Love, um, a a legend in, in adult entertainment um a, a feminist legend <laughs> director awesome performer she's amazing um and we really i mean we have jetsa jasmine king noir jessa jordan we have um mickey mod wolf hudson um natasha dreams um lotus lane anna fox we have so many people that we were able to get through our partnership with um, with BIPOC Collective. We also have Asa Akira on one of our panels. Um, we're going to talk about longevity, how to maintain longevity um, and not burning out. We have therapists, how to find out if your therapist is sex worker friendly. Mm. Um, yep. And account, yeah. uh, accountants, too, is another thing you kind of think about, yeah. like people who help you manage your money. Um, yeah, we have. Yeah, I'm kind of like skipping all over the place. Definitely, no, no. definitely. No, keep me like because we definitely. So we have five, um, five things: safety, security, laws and legislation, marketing and SEO, uh, production and content creation, and community. So those are our five things. Um, so, and, and and I mean we're looking at it and we're putting it together because this is like we're putting the final, you know, finishing touches on it and we're looking at it and we're like, but there's so much more. Right. <laughs> I'll say this for, I'll say this for me, what, you know, something that really stuck out to me, what you said. And a lot of times I feel when it comes to these discussions, it, you know, it sounds so simple, but it's too often overlooked is you said, I want to go and ask people, you know, what I don't know. I want to listen and learn. And it's too many times I see people, especially, you know, me as a black man, and even not just when it comes to sex work, but just like diversity training and inclusion. And you see the panel and it's all white people. 
And I'm like, yeah. well, how is this, uh, you know, maybe your heart's in the right place, but where's, I, you don't even have diversity in, in your home, in this panel, let alone, I mean, you're giving the diversity training. And it's so many times of like that hero or that savior complex and not wanting yeah. to just say, let me listen. And that's one thing, I mean, I would hope it continues, but of the tragedy of George Floyd and, and Breonna Taylor and these protests, for the first time, so many people who, you know, were my quote unquote, I grew up with and we were friends wanting to sit down and just listen and hear the stories. And I go, that's nice that you want to do this now, but so many times I wanted to talk about it and you didn't want to hear it or it was too uncomfortable for you. And now because it's mm -hmm. popular, you want to sit here and just listen when that's what we should do. And I tell people, I do that. We, you know, we all have privilege. I do that, you know, in my job with social work, working with those with disability, I need to listen. And that's a privilege I have that, you know, I'm fortunate to have is that I, I am able, you know, I go into a building and you see like it's a building with out ramps. It doesn't affect me, but that does affect so many other people. Or, you know, you go to a restaurant, you know, pre COVID days and, you know, <laughs> there's a menu, but then there's not a braille menu for someone who's, you know, low vision mm -hmm. or legally blind. And it's just important. Like it's not always the easiest, but it's the most important thing no matter what role you're at or what position you have, it's you need to listen, especially to those you're trying to help. And I thought that you saying that like hit so hard, like you didn't, you weren't like, all right, I'm going to do this, that, and this, and this, and I'm taking over. You said, I'm, I'm here to listen. I want to learn and talk to those who have been experiencing these things that I haven't experienced and most likely never will experience to that level. Well, the, the sex work community is exceptionally non-white. So what, you know, what we're doing is, is we're, we're not saying that we're the experts. Mm -hmm. We're saying there are people who know their shit and they need a platform and we can learn from them. It's actually like the community is a really like, it's really diverse, but it's also like multi-talented. We all, we always kind of like say like, oh yeah, you're going to meet all sorts of people in this industry that are just going to like, you, you have no idea like what knowledge they're, that they're going to have. It's like, oh wow, this person like knows a lot about, you know, uh, a lot about accounting or a lot about computers, a lot, of, a lot about legalities. They're lawyers like in their vanilla life. And it really is like quite a, almost kind of like a super team of people from like, you know, all walks of life and all walks of, of talents. And um, so to have them all kind of, gathered into this one area doing panel discussions and doing presentations you know it's it's going to be it's going to be really interesting and i think like just such a resource to you know i, I don't think there's any way you can go into this not learning from the amount of of like smart people who like i always say have kind of like done the homework on themselves too and are kind of like in this industry where you have to kind of like you you really kind of have to know yourself too and um you know, just like the 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 amount of people that are involved in this at this point is just like it's it's staggering. You know, the amount of knowledge that you've collected into these and crammed into these two days. So I, I believe you when I when when you say like, yeah, as much as we have everything all laid out, like I'm scrolling through the, the schedule right now. It's a lot of stuff. And you're and you're saying like, <laughs> yeah, but there's so much more. <laughs> so we're, we're just scratching the surface. Um, <laughs> and, so. and that's the other thing too is like sex worker like it's not a, a monolith right like just because yeah. like this 
and can take a dick doesn't mean they can't hack your system. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this person can fucking, you know, like they can do, you know, laws and legislation while also, I don't know, creating like some, some amazing porn and, and putting it up yep. or, you know, and, and this, and this conference is going to um, have stuff for, you know, street-based sex workers, online sex workers. Um, you know, it, it's it's going to have something for for everyone, hopefully. Um, you know, and you know, it's the first one. It's the first one. It's it's so hopefully, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you know what? But you're already gets. thinking of doing. You're already thinking of doing a, a second one. Well, uh, I think I gleaned right. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we'll fix that in editing. <laughs> but there is there is so much more. There is so much more. Um, yeah, there's so much more. Ooh. You know, um, and no, I, and I. This is just this. Like you said, there's so much, so many avenues to go down. You know, something that I saw on your Twitter page, like right before we were getting ready, was you know you had said that you had you know were a sex writer in the past. And this comment you put on your page about don't just jump into writing about sex work because your uh. editor tells you it will get clicks. And it's a thing like, I, I'm glad you, and I kind of wanted to ask you like to expand on it because I get what you're saying because, and maybe I shouldn't, I think more and more in these times people are not trusting journalism, which is a shame, but I get what you mean by like, you're just writing, you're not doing your the research to really understand what you're writing about. And, and I, you, no one knows that better than you, especially with this topic about, you know, you've been on both, you know, sides of it. You know, you've probably seen a lot of people write about it and who really get the story wrong. Unfortunately with content farms. Um, and those are the places that say, according to this place, um, you know, according to, and they, and they take, you know, three other different, you know, sources. Um, they're just aggregating from other journalism sources and making, you know, summarizing them. Um, those, they're just going by um, what's going to get the most advertising dollars and what words in the headline are going to get the most clicks. I am not, again, as a former journalist, I am not saying do not trust journalists. Mm -hmm. Trust good journalists. Trust good journalists who do good journalism. But look for that. Right. Um, you know, there are journalists who just go in and they're not looking at these. If you read that article um, from XBiz, they're talking about these different um, organizations that these journalists are quoting. And they're not realizing that these are actually just like a couple of like religious zealots who mm. just have really good PR teams. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they're not checking. They're not checking who these who the, they're getting these quotes from because they're just doing this shit on a deadline. Got a know? nice website and it's like, ah, oh, that looks yeah. legit. <laughs> or their editor's like, oh, look, it's going to, you know what? That has, uh, that has strong SEO. That's going to get a lot of clicks on the website, which means a yeah. lot of advertising dollars. They're not checking it out. You know, I know that there were a lot of things, not about sex work, but there were things that I wrote about where I, you know, I wrote about them because my editor was like, do it. And I had to write eight stories a day. So yeah. I had to write eight, journalistic pieces every single day that's a lot 
Like so one how, would be a lot. <laughs> yeah. How much research do you think I was doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> like I was basically just doing what I was told. And there were a couple stinkers, you know, yeah. there were a couple I wish I could take my name off of, you know, and, and, and a story I, an hour. So <laughs> right? yeah, like I can't go back and take those. I can't take those back. So when right. people are writing these stories and they're not doing the research and it's about sex work, like you're screwing with somebody's life. Like it's their career, it's their livelihood, it's their actual life. Like this, this can cause harm, violence to people. Like journalists really need to start, you know, you really need, I, I, and, and that's the thing, like journalists want to be good journalists. I don't know any journalist who's like, I want to do a shitty job. Right. I half-ass it. Like I know, you know, the journalists I know are good journalists. You know, they have that fire in their belly and it's hard to do a good job when you're doing online journalism. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to write about sex work, please, please do it right. You know, that's it's really you have to do your homework because this is people's lives. And intricate, too, with all the, uh, you know, the laws that get passed now that are uh. starting to affect people and. And they're tying in like Section 230, like these, these I saw that. laws with the stimulus bill. That's and... a scary thing, Section oh. 230. Let me so. let me jump as I guess as the um, as the fan. So just so I know what you guys are talking about, but just so can you guys explain Section 230 for those who will be listening? You know, um... So Section 230 will basically make it so that um, people with a lot of means and a lot of power can sue. Uh, platforms like Twitter and Facebook, um, you know, for libel, basically, if, if they feel like it. Um, Section 230 right now holds, um, it holds these platforms uh, harmless. They can't be sued for defamation because they're not publishers. They, they are a service provider. They provide the, the platform for people to speak on. And the way this trickles down is, let's say, you know, all of a sudden now Trump can sue Twitter. Well, Twitter is going to start to doing... Uh, is going to start doing things to protect itself, which means it's going to start censoring people a lot more. And all of a sudden things that you say can get you removed from the platform. It's like, Nope, sorry, we don't want to get, get sued. You know, you say something negative about Trump, he might sue us. You know, we're going to remove you. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a, it flies in the face of like of, of free speech. And it can be very dangerous because it incentivizes these platform companies to then, crack down on on everyone and the people who benefit from that are the people who have lots of money to sue the platforms and then the people who are using the platforms to depend on their livelihood that you know don't have money to sue get kind of like trampled underfoot no and i That's... and i i'm and i'm glad you thank you hans because i uh you both have really talked about and shown what that is on your platform as well. But, you know, because you're, you're right, that's attacking, you know, First Amendment rights. And that affects everybody. And I don't know if people, you know, are really realizing how deep that can affect, even if you're not in the sex worker industry. Like, it can affect, can affect everyone. So, like, I, I just wanted, you know, while people may be listening who don't know, like, so they understand, like, how important and serious that that is yeah that's like that's the, the pebble too. at the top of the mountain that like starts to roll down the mountain and then it snowballs into something that crushes people at the bottom so. yeah and that and that's the stuff that we, like sex workers have been screaming about for years now with fosta sesta and now the earn it act and now this new act that's coming and they're trying to repeal these protections that that 230 um afford us 
Um, and it's going to get to the point where, you know, I saw this tweet that was like, you know, everything's all fun and games basically until Karen can't, Karen can't post her bikini pic from vacation. <laughs> and like, and then, then Cindy's going to have way, something to say. Right. <laughs> I feel bad for people who are named Karen. They did nothing to people. Most of these people aren't named Karen. <laughs> and now people who are actually named Karen are being like, uh, yeah, but my nickname is, you know, something else. <laughs> like, right? you anything, what's your name? Something. Karen. Oh, really? <laughs> these remember, poor, was, poor people. <laughs> I was on a, I think it was a first date with someone. And uh, this is when I was a waitress. And I was, I don't know, I was just, you know, being a dick, you know me. Um, There were these two women that were having dinner, and like, one was Joanne and one was Deborah. And to be honest, right now, I don't even remember which one I chose to be like the, the one I picked on. Um, but I was like, oh, yeah, I bet you. I was like, yeah, Joanne, that's a cunt name. And I was like, oh, and I was like on this date, and I was like, oh, yeah, Joanne's a cunt name. And the guy goes, that's my mom's name. <laughs> he goes your mom a cunt and he goes kind of i was like all right well then you know <laughs> so sometimes karens are karens absolutely yeah, it's true karens are cunts. Yeah, um, absolutely <laughs> but um oh so much fun that's, yeah that's um that's it's definitely it's it's gonna get worse um which it's you know and that's that's the issue is is now that it's affecting civilians, people are like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And this is, um, th- you're right. And this is why, and not to, I don't want to be on a, on a high horse or, and I, you know, we learn from the past, but you know, for years, I know me personally, but like people have been saying like, you know, we look at like the, the presidential election, but we need to look at like, who are these judges? Who are this? Who's, who are we putting into like these other offices too? Because then, that's when behind the scenes, these kind of things, not so much even sometimes behind the scenes, but these bills that you don't even realize that are affecting you, you think it's not affecting me. No, it is like, and these laws are being passed and, and that's why it's important to, to stay on top of what's going on. And they're nebulous and they're, they're complicated. And this is, this is actually why, like, like Katarina was saying, like, this is why you need good, good journalism. You need people to kind of like, find us and be like hey wait a minute this this adds up to something that that could that could hurt people mm-hmm. you know you, you need that and then you know uh and you need conferences like this just like exposure so that people are like oh okay like now i have an idea of it and then hopefully they go and look it up themselves and and make their own judgments you know just like listen to us but like you know go go look at it yourself and you know you'll you'll see so and even even like you were talking about people just um people need to listen you know, because, mm-hmm. yeah. because, um, you know, again, white cis dominatrix, I have privilege. Yeah. I'm part of the sex worker community, which is a marginalized community, but I have privilege within this community. So like, I still need to sit back and I still need to listen. Um, but there's, oh my God, my brain just died. I'm sorry. I need more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, more wait, let me take a little sip. <laughs> <laughs> Reload. <laughs> but, um, Hang this is also why, as important, and I'm glad we're talking about this conference, just having you back on because no one keeps it as real and as fun as you. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I almost feel bad because I'm like, this conference is so important, but I'm like, it's great talking to you too. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to take away from how important, because what, you know, what this, what's going on and what you're doing, Hans, you're a part of it too, is really awesome yeah. and important, but it's, I'm like, hey, I'm just going to crack Catch jokes it. and can talk I just dirty. Tell you how long it took me to, to do my presentation because like, I can't stand the sound of my own, but like D-Rock, I've told you, like, I go back and I listen to our, our episodes for like five seconds at a time. It's like, Yep, voices sound clear. All right, I'm done. You know, I can't stand the sound of my own voice. So putting this this thing together where I had to actually watch it down was just like pins and needles for me because you know it's just uh, even when you're talking about something that you that you kind of know about you you know you uh, it's I don't know it, it just becomes I would rather be naked on camera than hear my own voice. <laughs> that's that's more comfortable for me. So it's it's I've, funny. I've gotten this. used to I've gotten used to all of it. I've yeah. gotten, I think I've gotten used to all of it. Except when I'm doing a lot of POV um clips when I'm in like deep quarantine. Like I got real sick of looking at my own face. Yeah. I was really sick of just me talking to the camera. I was like I it took me months to edit those clips. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I was already shooting content with other people again by the time I edited all my solo clips. <laughs> yeah, so there was there was more editing that went into this this uh, thing <laughs> that I did for the conference than any of my videos that, that you see offline. Like the last pass was just like, oh, I said um there, I said on there, I said um there, <laughs> had a long pause there. Like, you know, at the end, I kind of, I, I was kind of like, you sound sort of like Jeff Goldblum, you know, like when you go through this stuff. It's like, ah, uh, yes, ah, uh, and then we have the uh, Bitcoin, and, uh, <laughs> and I liked it a little bit better, but I was like, no, I still got to cut this. I at least for runtime, I think I cut out about three minutes of ums and ahs. So, <laughs> but, yeah, we have yeah. a lot. We have um, Hans is doing Bitcoin. We have. Um, I'm trying to think. We have what else? Oh, we have um, a hacker doing street to suite. Uh, we were actually watching it the other day when we were at my apartment, um, Lola, Tiana, and I, and like the shit like people can do to like break into places. Like this guy's job is to break into places and to nice. show it can be broken into. He's like, a, what is it called? A red teamer. So people I'm hire him to break into stuff. Um, yeah. So like it's bananas. It's bananas how people can get into stuff. Um, we have like in-person safety and self-defense. We have email etiquette, um, legalities of porn. We have like what to do um, in case you're like when you're encountered by a cop. Um, oh, what I was I started to say before we have um, about sex uh, trafficking being conflated with sex work. Mm. Yeah. About, um, like listening to the listening to the community. Um, the one thing that people aren't doing is listening to sex workers. They're not listening right. to people who are saying, but I'm consensually a sex worker. Um, you know, and they're saying, but no, no one's a consensual sex worker. You know, we need to save you. You know, right. like, savior. Now we need the sex worker savior. Right. You know? <laughs> and and it's kind of and again, not comparing, not not comparing the two, the two groups. Um, but saying you know, this is, this is a marginalized community, but we know better, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and so we actually have someone doing a, a lawyer doing a, a presentation on, on, um, on sex trafficking, because these bills, these, these internet bills, the FOSTA-SESTA, earn it, um, CISA, CISA, I'm not exactly sure what it's, it's like, someone wants to say SESTA and they sneezed, 
Um, I can't <laughs> pronounce it. Um, I think they're really just like 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 applesauce. Like it comes. <laughs> next one. <you> know? <laughs> so that's how they get you. They they sent you with applesauce, and before like, you know it. <laughs> um. So, and, and so we're gonna have that actually right before the FOSTA SESTA panel, um, so that we can talk about the conflation between sex trafficking and sex work. Um, right. And how these bills are actually not like it's just weaponizing these very real, very terrible problems, sex trafficking and child abuse with this very cons- it can be very consensual sex work. Yeah. Um, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, are these bills really, really doing it? Are they really fighting what they say they're going to fight? Because they're not. They're making it more dangerous for instead of, you know, these online safety precautions um, for sex workers, they're making it so that sex workers have to go back to being on the street more, you and, know? And I so- think you're right, because um, a lot of times people will, like, politicians, different people will advertise these these bills, and to those who don't do the research and hear it, oh, that sounds like a great bill, yeah, you know, stop sex trafficking, but it's that's not what it's really doing. And a lot of times those people who are, they know what they're doing, but they're yep. making it seem like they're doing this heroic thing when really, no, it's a crusade against sex work, and it's, it's a crusade to kind of pass on their beliefs and force it on to everyone else. Like, and so, no, I agree with you so much. Yeah, and they dreamed it up while they were in bed with the sex worker, I guarantee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they were like, let's do it for the children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's my soapy scented box. No, I, um, but I, I do look at like the different topics you have and like all of them are important, but looking at like, production and content creation and the importance of community and how to build it or marketing and branding because you know like you guys were kind of mentioning earlier there are people i mean some maybe want to get into it because they think oh it's just maybe easy to do but some people who maybe are really more interested in really wanting to do this but they don't know what really they see like those who are really successful and just what's online and don't know how hard it is behind the scenes. And I think that's why it's important. So like those who, obviously you never know what something is like until you do it, but Mm -hmm. like those who maybe have an interest and want to do this and, you know, coming from a good place can understand what are some of those pitfalls that are, you know, if they decide to do it going to be coming their way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there are so many other jobs besides taking photos of your feet, man. Right. (laughs) Other jobs for you. Like if you want to get involved in sex work, we have sex work friendly therapists, sex work friendly. um, You know, we actually have um, someone who is a porn star and a, and a, and a social workers, a therapist, you know, she's doing a, a a presentation on the stigma uh, ramifications and stigma. We have, um, you know, people don't realize like there's there are legal ramifications as, as you know, if you're a parent, if you have kids and you're in sex work, mm. um, dismantling the hierarchy, man, there are people who are like, oh, but I'm a dominatrix. I don't do hand jobs, you know, <laughs> right, right. Better than that. 
you know? <laughs> no, you're not. We're all the same, you know. Uh, like, you get, I don't care if you get paid in hamburgers or country homes. You're still a whore. We're all whores. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you still suck dick for that country home. Right. Like, um, you know, like no one's and that's and that's why like community is like my favorite part of it, because that's the only way that we're all going to get we're all going to get through it no matter what, no matter, you know, what bills are thrown at us, no matter, you know, it, it doesn't matter community is the only way we're going to be able to stand strong together. Absolutely. And the community aspect too, it kind of like when you know people who are your friends who are, you know, just your friends in real life who are also into this, it, it starts to um, maybe normalize is the wrong, the wrong word, but it just like, it just, it just makes it not something so scandalous, you know, in life to be into this. It does Um, normalize it. I mean, this is my every, this is my life. This is my everyday life. Right. Mm -hmm. I do work all the time, which is probably not great. And why, why should that be any different than like waitressing and retail? Like nobody like bats and eyes like, Oh, uh, you work, you know, you work at a retail store. Oh, great. Yeah. You know, whatever. So, but I love, I, you know, and things that I do in my personal life are, you know, sex industry adjacent a lot of times, you know, because people that I know, these are my friends and, and this is what interests me. You know, yeah. this is, this is where my expertise is. So it's not, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're a comedian, you're going to go to funny shit, I guess. I don't know. But like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's kind of like, you know, you kind of, you have your, your niche. There's um, a lot of like, creativity involved in it too. Like there, there is like an artistry in it um, as well. Maybe, maybe like retail and waitressing was, was kind of like, you know, being like maybe overly normal, but like, yeah, comedians, like filmmakers, like really people who are in this industry are are really kind of like multi multi-talented and they they could be making hollywood blockbusters you know on another day and you'd never really know but it's the same sort of like it's that same creative soul you know who's kind of like into both so right and like i still yeah. go get donuts you know i still have those days <laughs> yep <laughs> i'm not wearing like so. a, a strap on and harness going to like you know get my donuts like like Ben Affleck or anything, but, (laughs) but that's, yeah, it is. It's, it's normalized. It's, it is, it's another industry. I'm still just making movies. Right. Have dicks. Yeah. (laughs) I always wonder if like maybe a hundred years from now, like, you know, people will look back and be like, how ridiculous was it that like, you know, that people were judged for, for that sort of thing, you know, like it's a nice thing to think about, like, you know, sometime in the future, it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, people were crazy back then to, to, to be fighting know. this. So, yeah. I was, I don't know. I've watched some stuff on the history of porn. I just looked at, I just watched this thing. It was on the um, pandemic of 1918. Mm-hmm. We just did the same shit, you guys. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> we just did the exact same shit. We didn't learn anything. <laughs> we did a rerun. We never <laughs> do. No, so I don't know. I feel like they're just going to look back in a hundred years ago. If we're still around, they're going to look back in a hundred years and go, oh shit, we learned nothing, did we? Like, <laughs> and they're going to be like, I wonder if in a hundred years, but no, that's it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> well, I'll still try to be an optimist, but now, now I'm a little bit less sure. <laughs> I think I've had my wings clipped. <laughs> I'm super, I'm so cynical. I'm so cynical. <laughs> uh, 
I'm 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 right there with you because I you know <laughs> someone who loves history and that's what we constantly see it's it's everything you know from like you said like the pandemic in 1918 to then these protests that we had this summer so many people I didn't know and I'm like this has been as old <laughs> as anything yes <laughs> I thought like we've already done this like yeah and and like it's just welcome to today yesterday and the day before yeah <laughs> and all these issues and people are like man you know I figured this has been happening this past decade. I thought we would learn. And I go, you think it's just been happening the past decade? I literally told people, well, I can't talk to you then. You don't, I, you don't know any, I no, we're done. We're done. How Goodbye. Long do you think a decade is? Because if you think it's 400 years, then okay. Yeah. It's like, it's like, <laughs> no, I, just, I just misunderstood. I, I had the word wrong. Man. Yeah. If it's just your concept of time that's off. I can fuck with you. <laughs> but that's where, I mean, I, I, I always look at it and people say, well, then how do you, and I go, I think there's, there's those battles and, you know, within what we can control. You know, but like overall, I I do think it might be in different forms, but it's still always going to be those on top don't want a you know equality and democracy because that you know that's why they fight against that. Like those right. don't they really don't truly want that. So there's always going to be that that power struggle because they want to use that power to stay on top. They don't want equality. They don't want right that. So there's always going to be these forms resistance of it. to give that up once you've got it. You know, mm-hmm. so. and that's and that's yeah. an important thing that you said, D-Rock, is like what we can control. And that's the thing is like, you know, they they want to the people in power want to keep everyone else in fighting. Right. So we can't stand together and we can't be stronger. So together we come together. We use this opportunity to to hook up as a community network together and and look at what we can control. Look at what we can navigate together and 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 make it so that we, you know, it's a minefield. But how do we get through this minefield together? Yes. And, and that's what that's what the conference. That's what the conference really is. Um, and, and that's so well said. And and I'm glad you said, you know, how important because all these things are important. But that is so true, that community. And I feel like. Like I kind of, I don't want to sound like I'm a hypocrite, but like I wish people would learn, especially through these past and and you know ten months and counting, that I if I didn't have community, you know that's why I was thankful to have this, you know, and this is just one aspect of it, but this podcast, you know, with, with Hans and having great guests like you, because in this time of you know legit isolation, mm-hmm. it, it would have been so much harder. That's one of the blessings, like of a hard day of like, man, I miss seeing, you know, my, my four-year-old niece, I miss seeing all these people and doing what I love to do outside. It helps for however long, if it's an hour or an hour and a half, or, you know, forgive me, Hans, when we talk off air, when they go three to four hours, but you know, those, those really are like the highlight and they make you, you get through the day. And, and especially with, you know, the sex work community needing that sense of, Hey, like you're not alone. And, I've been down this road and Hey, I'll help you. And you, know, you help me too. And, and that's for the tough times. And also for the fun of like, when you're having a good time and, and on the phone, you know, or in person 
and you can say, oh, did you see, did you, have you gone through this crazy stuff? Yeah, me too. And you can laugh about it. That's so huge and so important. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too, like, and because sex work can be isolating because you are, you're working all the time. You're doing your own marketing. You're doing your own finance. You're doing your own everything, everything, your website. My website hasn't been updated. There's nothing about this conference on my website. This is like the biggest thing I've ever done. Yeah. On my, not on the website. So, it's the procrastinate. So the procrastination struggle is real. I don't, even, I don't even. I have no time. This is like it's insane. But like it's. I mean, I should probably. I, I'm sure that there was some time where I was staring at my phone, just completely stoned, like staring at Instagram, like grumbling that I couldn't post my tits or something. I'm sure I had time. Um, yeah. But um. But yeah, like there's you know. It, I'm sorry, my cat is like in my hi, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he hears me getting excited. Hello, my friend. Hello. Will not you. be denied. So. He will not be. He's all in my face. He's like, what's happening? The um, other Dom cat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is. He's like the only one that runs me. <laughs> but yes, sex work can be. It can be very isolating, and it is nice. Like when you have, um, you know, clients and stuff that do reach out to you. Um, the only thing that does get kind of, you know, when you have clients that reach out to you and you're like, I don't have time to talk to you, you know, and you feel bad about it. Um, and that's another way that like with this, um, with this, uh, conference that if people want to support sex workers, um, you can, you don't even have to attend the conference if you don't want to, um, there are infinite seats. Um, you can register for the conference, um, and, and just to donate. So, um, if you can't attend the conference on the 9th and 10th, um, it's going to live on Pornhub's, um, sexual wellness center. After that, we're going to have, um, captions. Um, I think they're going to try and put them in different languages. I'm not hundred percent sure how that's going to work. Um, we're not going to have closed captions for the live broadcast, but we'll have them for the playback. Hmm. Um, so people can go back and, and watch this, um, you know, in perpetuity. Um, and then, um, but you can go and, um, donate, put in a donation and these donations, um, that we're collecting, the the conference is free. Um, you don't need to donate to attend, but if you want to support sex workers, um, if you, if you hire sex workers, if someone you love is a sex worker, I guarantee you someone, you know, is a sex worker. Um, this is uh, true. <laughs> yeah. You don't know it, but someone, you know, has an only fans. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the donations are going to be split among, um, BIPOC collective. Okay. Um, and, and that's that organization, um, that I was telling you about. That's the, uh, the one that was founded by, um, Cinnamon Love. It's a, a newly formed collective that um, was a response to conversations regarding racism in adult entertainment. Um, it's also going to, uh, a primary um, beneficiary, I guess it's called, is a pineapple support, which offers free or low cost therapy and emotional support to um, people working in the adult in- entertainment industry. Um, and then secondary um, recipients. Um, include Swap Brooklyn, which is the sex workers outreach program, and I actually do um, outreach with Swap Brooklyn. Okay. Um, I okay. do street based, st- yeah, street based outreach um, where we like hand out like we do a needle exchange, condoms, food, PPE. Um, you know, like we go out to like I think it's East New York or Brownsville. I, I don't know exactly where 
on the map. I, I still don't even know exactly what part of Brooklyn I live in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we go and we like, you know, every week hand stuff out and, and talk to people, um, you know, Narcan, do Narcan training, stuff like that, COVID relief funds. Um, so um, that's going to be one of the one of the uh, recipients, as well as Swap Bronx, which is the sister program. Um, and then also the smallest portion of the donate uh, donations will be split and given to um, sex work uh, survival guide participants um, who are sex workers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every you know, and, and then of course the sponsorship from Pornhub is what makes it possible for us to pay our panelists and, and keynote speakers. Um, so that's aside from the donations, but. It's pretty awesome that they decided to sponsor and, and host it. You know, yeah, like... yeah, especially now, man. They're really, they're making an effort. Yeah. They're an effort, you know. You know, I, I understand, you know, Pornhub has its problems, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, but they are like a big, I mean, obviously big mainstream name now. Like, you know. It's the Google. Pl- plenty of my vanilla friends uh, uh, mention por- Pornhub. I'm like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> so... Yeah. It's, it's the Google of porn. It is, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely. like one of those things like you can't you can't ignore it. And if you want, we, you know, it's it's a chance to be able to get this. I mean, if it were if, if the, the original plan was me in my living room on Jitsi <laughs> because I hate Zoom because they talk to cops. So, huh. so so like who's who would see this fucking conference? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, compared to while it's on Pornhub. So, OK, Pornhub. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Was there, um, like, like you said, you know, uh, there's a lot, a lot of different opinions about Pornhub and like you said, they, nothing's perfect. They have their problems. They are working toward it being mm-hmm. better. Was there any like kind of nervousness or trepidation about partnering with them at first? Or was it pretty much you felt comfortable with them right away? Um, I mean, we, we know, um, how porn like you know we we know their their reputation um the good and the bad um what kind of made us um but we we believe more in 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 um what is it calling not calling instead of like canceling like you know more like (sighs) calling someone up to to be accountable instead of just calling them out and being like hey you suck you know so when that New York Times article came out, it was more like, okay, here's your chance to step up and be accountable. Right. Um, you know, instead of being like, fuck you, you're canceled. Um, right. It was like, okay, how are you going to handle this? Um, and one thing that we did with the conference was we took that, um, we took our FOSTA SESTA keynote speech and we turned it into a FOSTA SESTA panel, um, you know, so that we could talk about this kind of stuff. Um, you know, so, so, and that's how we're working with Pornhub with this, with this conference is that, you know, Pornhub is, is actively working to get more education, more resources and more money to sex workers through this, through this conference, you know, sponsoring this conference is one way for that to happen. Um, we don't work for Pornhub. Right. We went to Pornhub and we were like, Hey, can we have some money? And they were like, yes. Um, so that was really awesome of them, um, you know, because the ultimate goal is harm reduction to improve the safety and security of sex workers, you know, because like the tagline says, surviving shouldn't be a luxury. Right. 
you know. Amen. You know, and they say they're committed. This is what they're committed to doing. So we're working with them to hold them accountable for that. That's great. That's a, that's a real, uh, uh, because like you can't, you can't deny the, the, you know, the ubiquity of them, you know, like, like you said, they're the, they're the Google of porn, you know, they've, they are the conglomeration in a way to, you know, they've collected all of the, uh, you know, all of the other ones in a way. So like to have that, have that sort of platform and exposure is like a, you know, certainly a big boon, you know, uh, again, like compared to doing, doing it in your living room on, on gypsy and, you know, you're going <laughs> to reach a lot more people this way. So, yeah. 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 And that's the thing. It, it's, you know, not just free, it needs to be accessible to people because, you know, as we know, a lot of resources can be free, but if they're not accessible, then what's the point? Right. Yeah. Um, Katarina, there's something you said earlier that I thought it, it's really interesting. And I've kind of honestly, Hans and I had little discussions about it um, off air in the past like month. But when you said that there's other jobs for people, you know, besides just being on on screen, which is awesome if, you know, that's what, you know, is your passion. But some people, maybe that's not, they want to be a part of this industry, but that's not their comfort zone or whatever. What are, I guess it's a two-double question, what are some different jobs or, you know, volunteer spots? Cause I've talked to Hans about wanting to, you know, volunteer and help out. So, like, jobs slash volunteer spots that people could do and how can they you know, connect to people to, to get involved with them. Well, any job that you currently do, you can make it sex work friendly. Um, you know, any mm-hmm. job you do, if you're, if you're a tax lawyer, if you're an accountant, if you're, if you're a therapist, if you're a medical doctor, anything that you can do to make yourself sex work friendly, get involved, contact um, organizations like, like SWAP, or BIPOC collective. And, and even if they can't necessarily do any kind of um, training or anything like that, maybe they can point you. Um, APAG is the, the union for um, adult performers, adult entertainment performers. Um, you know, start following these people on, on these organizations on social media, get informed, um, you know, and, and learn how you can start even just using inclusive language, that kind of thing. Um, but our our panelists and keynote speakers, we don't just have performers. Right. We have directors. We have producers. We have people who do camera. We have people. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. all tech people <clears throat> that that aren't just you know in front of the camera. We have people who who do behind the scenes work too. So if you're not looking to be in front of the camera, you can still do stuff on a set. Um. You know, there's, there are, there are lots of, um, I'm actually really interested in, um, cause one thing that I wanted to do when I still worked for public television was I wanted to, um, get up to directing. Like I love being in front of a camera, but I really like that nerdy behind the scenes stuff. Same like, here. I, like, yeah, I watch a movie or like a, a play and I'm like the whole time thinking like, Oh, how cool. I wonder what they did to put this together. Like, like, yeah, it's just going the whole time. Um, so I'm like, well, public television, porn, samesies. So why not direct? So, um, you know, I'm really interested in hearing some of uh, some of our presenters and our panelists because I just want to get into the brains of like, you know, people who do this behind the scenes stuff. Um, because I know that there are jobs that I don't even know exist. 
Right. You know, I mean, look at movie credits. Like, what's a grip? Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a thing called a grip. You know, right? So, like, there are things on like porn sets that you don't know exist. Um, You know, I remember hearing Natasha Dreams talking about um, Natasha Dreams talking about someone doing hair and makeup, and I was like, "Y'all have hair and makeup." I was like, wait, what? That's fancy. I was like, I don't even dry. I don't even blow my hair dry before I go on. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh shit. Um, for real. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so there, there are really, um, it's not just, you know, people on camera. There are so many, so many people. There are people who, who teach, you know, um, who teach, um, like the self-defense. I just went to a really good self-defense class. She's I not- saw it on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. She's not present. I know her. I saw that you met. I'm like, oh my gosh. She- yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I keep awesome. calling her Jasmine like an asshole. And that's uh, not- uh, Juliet. Juliet. Yes. Miss Juliet. Yeah. Um, really good. We like used the- to wrestle at the, at grapple den parties together. Yes. She was all, she was always like, she was always looking for someone to, have a feisty match with and uh you know she, she always brought it on the mat so yeah she, she she's is great so she's got such a creative mind i'm really glad we met in her class she she knows her stuff man like mma like just all she's really smart judo like she's got all kinds of stuff in her body but like the stuff that she was t- um telling um us like you know, there were tips like for um, traveling, for touring, like, you know, when somebody walks in the hotel room, do this. This is a way to like be. And I was like, shit, I don't even do that. Mm. Like, oh, ooh, that's a really good tip. And Like, those are the things where I'm like, even if you're not some, like, if you're just someone who knows what sex workers need or you've done sex work in the past, like these are the extra things that you could be sharing with people to keep people alive. Like you don't have to be a sex worker to do to help sex workers, right? And that's that's a great message to 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 put out because there are, like you said, I'm excited over the weekend to see the different industry jobs. But you can be whatever job you're doing. Whether you know, I've worked at Wendy's, you know, in the past, like from there, any job can always be, you know, sex worker positive yeah. and, and really help out. So, and that's important. Like, so, you know, for people who, and not to call anyone out or say, but like, it's not like, well, I'm not in this industry, so I support you, but support you from afar. No, you right. can still do something no matter what field you're in or what you do. You still can bring that positivity, positivity and be helpful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's get in the game. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. building a community you know like it's, it's it takes all you need you need a lot of a lot of people a lot of different talents so yeah yeah you can always can always use more so that's for sure and it's um it's always to me when when we talk about these these you know these topics for people who are marginalized or you know and those who are you know getting oppressed and i've, I've always told people you're always going to have those group of people who are anti it no matter what. And I'm like, and you're going to have those who are willing to like, you know, fight and speak out against wrong. But it's that middle group who says, well, I'm whatever about it. You know, I'm not like 
those people who hate it, but I don't do it. I don't speak out against that hate. And that's where the problem, I tell people when you Mm -hmm. stay in the middle, that's where the problem is. Like, it's like you see it and you go, Ooh, yeah, that's wrong to do that to that sex worker. But I, I, I don't do that. So I'm okay. Right. And it's like, no, it's not like you're, you're when by saying nothing, you're saying it's okay to treat that sex worker like that. Right. By laughing at that dead hooker joke, you've, you've now perpetuated harm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't have anything against people with vanilla jobs, but I'm, I have to say, like, if it comes down to it, I'm anti your job that doesn't give you health benefits, that pays you minimum wage, that gives you a herniated disc. You're selling your body in that Amazon warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very true. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm an athlete. I hurt my knee. NBD. But you're you're busting your body for what? We're both then then by by definition we're both selling our bodies. Mm, great great point. Great point. And it's and it's in that way. Not looking at oh I don't do that. It's no coming together and even. And that's still that Amazon worker can be sex work positive by saying, yeah, I see your point. No one should be mistreated that way. No one should be mistreated. Exactly. What can I do? Eat the rich. (laughs) 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 Uh, Fun, fun. No, but this is awesome because it's so important that, A, it's it's the right thing to do, but also, B, I always tell people, no matter what the cause, when you see that, you should want to get involved and speak out because if it hasn't hit you in some way, it's only a matter of time before it's going to hit you and they're going to come. So it's going to come around, and then when it hits you, then you're looking for other people to help. And now... Thankfully, in a lot of these situations, there's people who rise above that and aren't like tit for tat, but you don't want it to be tit for tat. And it's like, well, you weren't speaking for me when I was going through this, and now mm-hmm. you want me to speak for you. And it's not saying like that's what it's advocating, but you have to remember just because it doesn't directly hit you right now, it doesn't mean that there's not causes maybe already happening or issues happening now or in the future that will hit you directly. Right, And then you're looking for that support or that help. And you have to look at the person in the mirror and being like, well, did I do that for these other issues? Mm-hmm. And you have to ask yourself that. And if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, it hits you. If you follow me on Twitter, it hits you. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you, if you like seeing tits on your timeline, it hits you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, it affects you. Um, you know, Oh, yeah, if you look like Section 230 get repealed, uh, it's going to hit you. <laughs> it's going to hit Trust you. <laughs> and that's the thing, like you were saying, it's not tit for tat, but also, too, it's like when you're looking to see if you have the bandwidth to, to you know, get involved in someone else's cause, you do look to see, like, okay, was this person there for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do. There's a little bit of that. <laughs> it can't you, be it's, it's, only, it's only natural. It's human, yeah. yeah. You know, because yeah. I don't have the bandwidth for everybody. Yeah, there's that old, uh, I don't know if it's like a, a saying or a fable, but it, it's pretty much along the lines of what, what you were saying, D-Rock, where it, it's kind of like, it starts out saying like, first they came for this group of people, and I chose to stay silent and didn't say anything. 
then they came for these people, but I stayed silent because I wasn't one of those people. And, you know, so they took them away too. Then they came for me and there was no one left to, def- to speak up for me. And yeah. that was, you know, I don't know where that comes from, but I remember hearing that a long time ago, and that always kind of stuck with me. World War II-y. So, I think it is wor- some something World War II-y. Some, 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 something based back in history around that era. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to look it up again. But um, obviously, I don't remember who said it now, but, like, it, it's something that, like, never really kind of left me once I heard it. It's like, oh, that is, that is something to keep, to keep in mind, you know, like going through life it's like yeah you know like you may not think it's your problem now but it you know by the time you know it becomes a problem for you you know you you're going to wish people were there to, there to you know lend you a helping hand or or even just even just an ear you know even just like people to talk to i mean you know one nice thing about this uh, conference is uh finally i've got someone to uh talk to about bitcoin without them looking at me thinking i have five heads <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's like it's two things it's crossfit and bitcoin and you know just just being like in my day-to-day life it's just like i really want to talk about these two things but like it's going to make people think weird about me because they're going to think i'm in a cult you know <laughs> so, oh no no i'll but, say this um in our previous episode with Monroe Jameson and those who haven't listened, who are listening to this episode, check it out. Uh, when you two were going back on for back and forth for Bitcoin, I, I was low key having like my laptop up and trying to keep up with the turn. And I figured I know a little bit, but I was like, man, this is a, uh, this is, this is over my head here. Like, so it's, <laughs> it is, this, it, yeah, it's a nebulous thing, but uh, you know, tune in this weekend because I cleaned it up. Now no, I edited no, it down and, you know, I, I think I, I think I got a pretty good, you know, pretty good overview uh, of, of how to uh, how to think about it and how to how to get into it. I made graphics and I dusted okay. off my laptop. I made nice. I, I have to say snazzy looking graphics. I think they look okay. nice. So. <laughs> These charts and stuff. So, it's all yeah. polished and nice. It's polished. Yeah. So, so um, and maybe this and Katarina, forgive me if you don't want to answer and so I won't say what, if there's a presenter or a topic, I don't want to say looking forward to, but maybe low key, you're kind of like most like curious about, like if there's something that's like, huh, like I never thought of that or, Ooh, I really want to see what they do with this. Even if you know about it, but you really are kind of excited to hear. Um, it's funny, actually, uh, Bitcoin was like the one big thing that like, that was, that was like the <laughs> I was like, um, onset stuff and Bitcoin was like, those were like the big things when I first was like, we need to know stuff. That was my thing that I needed to know. Um, I'm excited for the how to treat, uh, treat consent violations on and off the set um, for that panel, um, because that's like a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, that's also kind of where the the conference was born from. Um you know, we have some some great panelists. And actually, um, Hans, Lana is on that panel, Lana Luxor. I saw that. Yeah. Very yeah. happy about that. Yeah. So um, that's going to be uh, a really great, a really great panel. Um, super excited about um, tokenism and marketing in sex work and porn SEO, just because I think that's such an important topic. And Asa Akira and King Noir are both on that. So that's going to be fire. Um, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I will say I'm a little nervous for the FOSTA-SESTA panel because I was sort of tapped to um, 
to moderate that one. And I was like, are you guys sure you want me to do that? <laughs> so yeah, so I'm going to be moderating that panel. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one too, because like there's, I, I've looked it up and I, I know a good deal about, but there's still plenty, so much, plenty more that I don't know about it. So uh, to, again, like, gather all these people who have this unique knowledge and like to get them all in one place and then to have them actually have like a panel discussion that's like that's really cool in my eyes yeah so. yeah and it's going to be interesting because it's going to be less about like you know because it's so easy to turn into a, like a, a bitch fest about about you know instagram and like you know male presenting nipples and that kind of thing and and more of a what can we do right yeah um so it's really going to be Hopefully something. We'll see. If it's not, it'll be my fault because I'm moderating. <laughs> Fair warning. No, pressure. just in case out. <laughs> well, no we know. Pressure. I I think you're gonna do a, a amazing job. But we know with you um, moderating, for one thing, it will be interesting and hype, and it won't be boring. So that is <laughs> for sure boring. That is for sure. That's a guarantee. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, Katarina, you had said something earlier that I think is something that's so important in a lot of these things that were topics that we're talking about because I know whether it's talking about, you know, from so many topics, you know, race or gender, there, there's a lot of time I think people you know, those who are even though ones who are getting oppressed or marginalized go in thinking, oh, well, you know, I know when I see I'm being, you know, mistreated, I know how to look for it. But then so many times there's ways that because like, oh, it's status quo. It's like you said earlier, like a month, two months or years in certain people's cases that wait that was that was messed up or mm -hmm. or it takes someone else to to um or they see something or someone else tells them aka white community is important like that like no like you shouldn't be treated that way that's not okay is that okay for you to be talked to that way or for you to feel that way um i guess kind of just talk about how important that is because i think that's so huge just like for those who maybe are already in the sex work industry or those coming in that know like okay, you think you know just like the quote-unquote obvious ways to look for mistreatment, but there's a lot of these undercurring things that happen that if you're not keeping an eye out for it, could really affect you. So there's this one thing that, um, so when I had a, a, an internship um, at a news station in D.C., it was around September 11th, um, it, well, it was September 11th, um, and and we were out to lunch with uh, one of the anchors and and... Um, one of the camera guys and the anchor was talking to us, you know, cause we're in college and it was fucking September 11th. Um, and he was asking us if we were scared. Um, and I've always been really good at compartmentalizing, which now I realize is a trauma response. Yeah. <laughs> so It's not necessarily a good thing, but it makes me really good at certain jobs. It makes me really good in emergency situations. But, um, but he asked if, if we were scared. Um, and, and he said, you know, it's okay. You should be. He said, fear is your body's way of telling you something's off. Mm. So if you feel like something is off, listen to it. 
There's a reason why your brain or your body is telling you this isn't right. So whatever you're feeling, that's why people say what you're feeling is valid. Mm -hmm. There is something in you, in your past, in your emotions, in your moral compass that is telling you this isn't right. And you need to sit with it and examine it. Maybe, maybe because of a past trauma, you need to work through something, but maybe it really isn't. You know, I found out it, it, the thing that took me two months to process was somebody wanted me to play the mom and they wanted to play brother and sister. And it was a, an incest thing. Mm -hmm. I do incest. That's, that's a hard limit for me. That's a trigger. Yeah. And it's not a thing I do. It took me two months to be like, I can't even play the mom in a brother sister incest clip. I can't. Yeah. So that's a hard limit for me now. And and giving somebody a list of hard limits before you film with them on a fetish set, that's not a thing people do. But that's now a thing that I do. And I was afraid, like, oh, it might be a little extra for me to do that. Maybe people are gonna think I'm a diva. And I was like, should I do this? You know what? Fuck it. If that's what I have to do to protect myself. So I don't spiral out of control and I can maintain longevity in this business and I can maintain the mental health that I have worked so hard to get to this point, then fuck it. That's what I do to protect myself. And if you don't like that, I'm going to come at you with this list of hard limits and you don't want to respect my boundaries, then don't work with me. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's what it is. You have to realize that Fear is a response that is telling you something's wrong. And you're the, and I'm not saying like, you know, we're all like community, community, yay. But like, you really are the person who has to advocate for yourself. Right. Yeah. I have to say when I, when I film with you, uh, you're, you have a very thorough documentation going in as far as like, what's, what's off limits, what's, what's okay. What's not okay. And it's something I always appreciate about, you know, working with you is that, you know, that this, this is already stated, you know, days before we even get to the shoot, because when you're on the shoot, you know, and, and like the, you know, you're trying to get the clips done and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's harder to bring it up and go over it then because you're, you're thinking like, oh, you know, we've got like only so much time in the studio and where we have these goals to get this done. And then like, you know, you, it's, it's good to like have that, have those boundaries established going in. And right. I noticed with, with you, you are very, very thorough about that. And that's something that, um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, it's something I, I've learned from you that I, that I also, I also try to do. And I feel like that's something that like, hopefully everyone should learn and, and try to do more of. So. Yeah, Cause it's easy on the fly to really want to be, you know, easy going and be like, yeah, that seems okay. But then not right. realize once you sit with it, you know, that's why I want to give people like my clip ideas a couple days ahead of time because it looks okay on first glance. But I want you to sit with it mm -hmm. and really yeah. think about how you're going to feel after the scene. Are you going to be okay with that? Which, you know? no, because we um, we talked about last time you were on, and I never even, because I obviously I don't, I haven't, you know, done a, a clip with you before, but like talk about how artistic and how just unique and different like your 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 videos are and hearing you say that it, it makes sense and you know for 
one reason why I know there's, there's a lot of reasons why you know you're great at what you do and you're a great artist but like yeah someone you're getting the most out of that other person because they know that you respect them as a person and their boundaries their comfort zone so a number one you do that because you want to be a decent human being but number two you also get a better performance out of that person because they're comfortable they're not worried about oh i have this boundary or i have this limit and i'm uncomfortable but I'm maybe quote unquote new in the business or I don't want to get a bad reputation. So then I'm just going to say nothing. And like you said, spiral inside, you're spiraling out of control because this is a boundary. Like, right. You know, and that's the thing too, if you know, you don't want to get a bad reputation for, you know, being when you don't respect your own boundaries and you don't have let other people respect your boundaries, the toll it takes on you and the person it will make you become, that person will be the person people don't want to work with. Yeah. Because that's not the healthiest version of you. And that person is not going to last in the industry. Um, you know, that's that's somebody who, who isn't going to be their best person um, for somebody else to work with. You know, and just like I don't want to be a kink dispensing machine, you know, I, I don't want to expect other people to be that. No, absolutely. And and I think it's just one of the many reasons why this is great because maybe not on the, in, on the inside, who knows what everyone thinks. But on the outside, a lot of times, even with that, like, oh, yeah, I know when someone on the job is going to mistreat me or I know what to do, I know what to look for. But I'll be honest, for me, it was this past year, a friend of mine, you know, I, I started a new job this month, but earlier in the year, my old job, my friend was like, no, she's talking about her husband and her husband got a new job and his scheduled time is eight to four, but he was going in at seven and working till seven, you know, and that classic mindset of trying to, I want to show them I'm a hard worker. So I'm going to come in hours early and stay hours later. And mm -hmm. she's like, no, like you're paid for eight to four. Are they paying mm -hmm. you more money for those times? And he was like, no. And she's like, then don't do that. And I sat there, I had to admit to her, like, you're a thousand percent right, but I have to admit, I do that. I think like, well, yeah, I want to show them and, you know, I'm the new guy, so I want to come in way before I'm supposed to and stay later. And it, the jobs, sometimes they pressure you and make you feel that way, but a lot of times we do that to ourselves and, like, that's that's not a good thing. Like, you know, we, yeah. but we think like, oh, no, I know when... I know when I'm being mistreated and I know how to fight for, but a lot of times, even if we think we do, we don't know. And that's why it's important to learn and see. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing too. Like, I mean, I've been there where I'm like, I have to pee, but I have to write one more story. I haven't done enough work. I don't deserve to have lunch yet. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> I stay late and you know, that guy, and it's ridiculous. If it were my business, now that it's my business that I'm building. All right. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Mine that I'm going to hold on to, but no one else deserves to have that. Like no one else. That's my sweat. That's my blood. No one else deserves to have their business built on my sweat and my blood. Absolutely not. And I think this year is a big, I, I mean, if people haven't opened their eyes to capitalism this year, they never will. Amen. You know, that's, <laughs> you go in, they pay you and that's all you owe them. That's all you owe them. They owe you more than that, but that's all you owe them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you're so right. I, 
if they don't want to open their eyes to this after this past year, then yeah, it's 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 no hope. But they are yeah. rich because of you, and mm -hmm. they are giving you that much. That is all you owe them. Yeah, I've I've been involved in you know a few industries, uh, you know, uh, in my vanilla life, where it's it's kind of rid ridiculous how much it's set up where. They basically, they basically just sort of kindly invite you to take advantage of yourself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> For the, you know, and, and the reward is like, ah, but you got to work in the industry. You know, like it's, it's mm -hmm. like, it's this really poisonous pill that they, that they tempt you with. And, um, you know, that was, uh, uh that, that was stint one of how, of how Hans got really fat <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then had, and actually, um, had uh you know uh before i started doing videos like i i was still sessioning i had wrestling partners tell me it's like yeah you're you're breathing like way heavier than uh than when we first met like you're actually like you know do you know like your job is killing you and mm -hmm. that was kind of like the first the first uh token of like oh wow you know i really should take a closer look at this and when i started looking it started to become something that pissed me off because i was like that is that is fucked up that I am putting on, you know, 20 pounds, basically doing extra work for, for benefit that's going to benefit them. And then if they feel like giving me a raise, then like, maybe they'll give me a raise. But like, it was, um, it was a trap that I saw. And then, you know, I started telling my friends about it who were, you know, also in the a, a similar type industry where it's like, yeah, you know, like, you know, go to a certain point, but like, don't let them invite you to work the weekend for no pay you know like that's right. that's not an invitation that's that's not like they're not being nice to you when they do that yeah so. treat them like a lover know your worth yeah worth, so. you know and 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 i think that's you know so many you know, points that what you guys both just said like you know hans it took me if during the early in the pandemic but i you know I was watching this clip with Gary V and whether people like Gary V or not, but he said something to me that hit home is similar to what you guys were talking about. He was like, why should that person who is on the bottom of the totem pole at a company be working harder than that person who owns the company and they're getting their equity. They have a stake in it. They should be the ones who are working overnight and working crazy hours. Not that person on the mid level or lower level, like. Mm -hmm. But that's not. And I heard that, and you know, I'm in my 30s, and I was like, "Hey, he's yeah. right," you know. Yeah. And and I like to pride myself on. No, I'm aware of these things, but I was like, "That's true." Like I I do that, and I don't even. I just think that's what we're supposed to do, you know. But like, no, nah, like that's wrong. Like. Like you said, for something that I own or I co-own or whatever, then that's different. But why mm -hmm. why should someone who's like interning for me, say if I had an intern for the podcast, that's messed up if like that intern's working harder than I am. Like that's not right. how it should be. Like yeah. you know. And look at like all the crowdfunding and all the help and all the the, you know, um pooling of resources that we're getting, you know, for people who, who are in need. It's from other people who are just about in need. It's yeah. not from, we're not getting help from people at the top, you know, sex right. workers are getting help from other sex workers. And you know, what gets me is, and I've heard it so many times with all these topics, whether it's race, gender, everything, 
if we, I mean, you shouldn't do it for a, uh, you should do the right thing because it's the right thing. That's it. But whether it's economical, mental health, whatever the case, if we did these things, it, every, we prosper in every way you can think. That's why I don't get, I'm like, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, it costs our country more, like racism costs more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even realize that. Like you people, the same people, well, we got to, you know, the balance the budget. I'm like, well, this prejudice this inequality, it costs more to do that. Yeah, but it costs us more. It doesn't cost them more. Right, right. So that, and it's like pointing out that that contradiction, like, you know, you, you know, for those, you know, people who are doing, like those directors, like, you're going to get a better video and better performance if you do go over boundaries and are considerate of the people on screen and the people off screen helping you you're going to get a happier workplace and people who want to show up to work and maybe want to come early because they like it. And, or, Hey, I want to help you out. Like you do me a solid. I want to do you a solid. And what do you need help with? That's what you're going to get, you know, as a work environment, when you treat people with respect and dignity. Right. And like, look at all these people coming together for this conference. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, everyone's going to walk away and be like, fuck that Ebony SEO. But, you know, people are going to walk away and be like, all right, you know what? We're all going to start using Bitcoin because Cash App is going to shut us down. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what? I'm going to be more mindful of this. So if you're a producer who's not going to do this or you're a client who only wants to, to, to pay us in PayPal, well, guess what? You're getting left behind because collectively as an industry, this is where we're going. We're going toward performer run studios. We're going toward, you know women, uh, you know, women run, BIPOC run production houses, you know, and, and away from the way things that, you know, maybe were run by like white cis men before. Well, guess what? You're not in power anymore. Right. You, know, you don't, you don't get to say how things are and you don't get to pay me in PayPal. You want to, you want to avail of my services, pay me in Bitcoin. Yeah, the thing I always kind of say, um, you know, when I started getting into to Bitcoin, what what excited me about it um, in regards to, you know, working working in this industry and stuff is, is you know, basically I, I'll keep using PayPal until they shut me down. And I know that that's that that, that day is coming. It's just it's a matter of time that, you know, just the way things are going. I mean, unless something like drastically changes in like you know, society and government and stuff like that. It's like, no, it, and like banking and stuff like that. Like, no, it's, it's pretty, pretty much like a, a matter of when, not if, uh, for PayPal cash app and all this stuff now. So it's why I'm like, it was nice to, you know, have people that I work with, um, you know, people who would do camera for me, people who would write for me, who are, who are like, Hey, are you cool if I pay you in, in cryptocurrency so we can start practicing this now so that, you know, when the hammer does fall and when you do get cut off, you know, you're not starting to learn that from scratch, you know, on that day. Like you've at least practiced it a little bit. It's like, okay, now I can be like, all right, you know what? I got shut down by PayPal. So, um, you know, it's just Bitcoin now. So that's, Before the panic that's how it is. Down. I don't make, I don't make the rules at that point. You know, it's just like, that's, that's just how it is. But i um, happy to work with people if they can, uh, you know, come over to the crypto side or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, um, man, I am just beyond, beyond appreciative of you doing this, of you coming on 
the podcast and and talking about it and really thank you for having me i'm so excited i got to come on and talk about it oh it's it was it's so important i mean it's it's like you know how obviously hans feels about you and i feel about you like it's great to to talk with you in general but then for something like that's so important it's so necessary and and needed and needed for people to be educated on and that we need to that you know i think also in 2020 if you haven't learned like even if you don't want to you find a way but you can't stay on the sideline anymore you have to you have to get involved now how you get involved looks different for everybody everyone has different mm-hmm. skills different strengths different weaknesses but this year showed to me like for those who thought all right i you know hey i'm cool with everyone but i'm not going to get involved there's no more there's no more of that like you, you have to get involved when you see wrong so i'm 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 honored that you came on our show to talk about this thank you so much thank you and if anybody wants to register or you want to yes. donate um, you can go to swsurvivalguide.eventbrite.com or bit.ly slash swsurvivalguide, which is all caps. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. Um, I have like 17 different accounts. Um, <laughs> the, the main one that I use is domina underscore Katarina. It is private, so you do have to follow me. Um, best, you know, better place to follow me is on Twitter, um, which is the Domcat, T-H-E-D-O-M-M-E-K-A-T. Um, obviously I can, I can post more on Twitter than I can on Instagram. So, um, that's a a better place to follow me. Um, and you can always go to my website, thedomcat.com, but again, it's not updated. So so just follow me on Twitter. And, well done, and, well done. And it, for everyone listening, it's January 9th and 10th. So this upcoming weekend, this podcast will be up either late Monday night or early Tuesday morning. So it's this upcoming weekend for everyone listening, January 9th and 10th, only on Pornhub. And I want to just let everyone listening, like, and Katarina has said this line throughout this show, but let it sit with you. Survival shouldn't be a luxury. Absolutely. Like something that we you think, of course not, but no, it's powerful in that for a lot of people, survival isn't, you know, survival is a luxury there. And that's not how it should be in this society. And we've seen throughout this lifetime, but this past year, like, no, we have to start speaking up and fighting against this stuff. So just let those words sit. Survival shouldn't be a luxury for anyone. So thank you for doing this and thank you so much for coming on thank you d-rock thanks hans see you later all right see you guys thank you guys for listening to the after hour sessions podcast and please if you can sign up for the sex worker survival guide on pornhub this upcoming weekend january 9th and 10th only on pornhub and thank you guys for listening to the after hour sessions peace